It's Saturday morning at 10 a.m., so you know what that means. It's time for What's Up, Ocala? With tens of thousands of viewers every month on our YouTube channel and millions so far on TikTok, we are joined by our host, local owner and broker of Great Expectations Realty, Andrea Praber. Good morning and welcome to What's Up, Ocala. I'm your host, Andrea Praber, and today I am going to introduce you to someone that's going to have your questions regarding insurance. So can you please tell everyone who you are, where you work, and how to get in touch with you? Hi, my name is Macy McConnell. I work for Brown and Brown Insurance Services. To get in contact with me best is going to be 352-387-4252. Wonderful. Okay, so Brown and Brown is a company that I have uh, been working with for years. Uh, they have a fantastic reputation here in Marion County, and you you guys have always gone above and beyond for my customers. So obviously, if I wanted to have somebody on here to discuss insurance, you guys are the ones to call, right? Yes, so, we are actually number one in Florida. Really? We are now the number one agency know. in Florida. Okay, so just prove me right. How often do you see trees falling on something, some kind of structure or car in Marion County? <sighs> There's... There's always trees. There's always trees. There's always a Seriously, tree. Seriously, cut the trees back away from your houses and cars, people. I don't know what it is. Everybody I, should get a long guy. Just that way he can, or a tree guy. A tree guy. You Somebody know, should have a guy stuff. that helps you with your trees. I have a guy. Okay, call <laughs> me if you need my guy because... Seriously. Um, yeah, we have a lot of those things called water oaks here, and everybody thinks they're a live oak and they're going to be there for hundreds of years. No, they have a life expectancy of 30 years and then they're going to fall on your house. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, they fill with water. That's why they're called water, water oaks. They're hollow inside. They're beautiful trees. They look amazing. Cut them down. <laughs> Just so get I do a, what she said. Get, just cut them down. <laughs> get a get a tree guy. They will come out and they'll be like, "That's a water oak. You don't want that." <laughs> so they're very pretty. Good, but but plant something else instead, um, and and have a live oak tree or something that will be there for generations. Um, but those those other trees need to. Especially, we get junk trees that plant themselves right up against the house because the seeds kind of blow to your house. And then, um, and if you don't get rid of them right away. Then you can have foundation issues and, and plumbing you do not issues. Want that. No. All right. So, so talking about claims, just quick, just yes, quickly. Absolutely. So that's a difference also with Brown and Brown. So a lot of people, you know, if you're working with someone that is an insurance agent, we've talked about that they work for the carrier themselves. Mm -hmm. They're kind of hands off when it comes to claims. They do because they work for the carrier and they're waiting on adjusters and this, that, and the third. I do not work for the carriers. I work for you. So I'm going to go step by step with you through the claims process, me and really? my team. And we make sure everything is handled very appropriately. Ooh, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. That really is pretty amazing. So it's not where, and this is how I look at it. Yes, insurance carriers use a lot of lingo, but so can we. Yes. So you're not going to be alone in that situation where you're filing that claim on your home. That's your sanctuary. You know, it's. During those times, it's going to be very chaotic. You're not going to know the questions to ask. You're not going to know the process of how that's going to go, you know, and especially we know what's in your policy. We're going to be able to dictate how this process is going to go down and make sure that they are allocating the time and resources to go through that claim process with you because we will make sure that they do. And it's kind of, I mean, you're hitting somebody, when they're turning in a claim, they've been through something. 
They're feeling very vulnerable. The worst of the worst. Right. Especially when it's their home. I mean, I, I can't even imagine coming in and my house being damaged in any way, shape, or form. It, I would feel so alone, so vulnerable with something like that. And then to have to face putting in a claim and an adjuster that's working for the insurance company, it, it just you're going to do something weird. They're going to put something in wrong. It's just going to be It makes difficult. you feel isolated and alone in something that you should have a team. I always like to say that everybody should have their own personal board of directors. You know? <laughs> you know? You know? It's, that's yeah. true. It you is. have your real estate agent. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, your CPAs. You have your attorneys. You have all the people who, you know, make sure you fine tune your life. That's yeah. there for advisement. Your people. I, yes. Yeah. I would love to be on someone's board of directors for them personally. That way I am there to help them through all of those things. Insurance is never going to go away. You're constantly going to be either trying to do risk management and trying to get where you're not in a position to make a claim. But you also are going to have the situations where that claim may come and you need someone in your corner when they're going to happen. All right. So since we're going through the whole gamut, Okay, let's go into let's go into some other topics. Oh, I'm yes. like, you know, it's it's stump the broker time. It's fun. Um, okay, so one thing that has changed that I have seen is we have that whole property management division. So we work with a lot of tenants and investors and stuff. But one thing I've seen is that we are now able to um, require the tenants to have renters insurance. Yes, which is very different. Before we could highly recommend and then none of them would do it. It would be like one out of a hundred. We're like, one did it. Uh, But we can now require that, which we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what, what's changing in the world of tenant insurance? So this is all going to be on liability and the risk management. Mm -hmm. So to put it, just simply put, it's who is responsible for what. And when you're going to get into a lot of litigation from previous years of who is responsible for what claim, like you said, you know, your friend with the piano, who was responsible for that if it was not formally pushed on her to have renter's insurance? Does she have a claim to say, well, no one told me this. And a lot of times it was just done with a simple handshake. That's not how the world works. We are Florida, especially for auto, (laughs) is the number one litigious state in America. (laughs) So right now with a lot of legislative, you know, going back and forth, it is the ability to go ahead and form those policies the way the insured wants it to be done so if you have a property manager or you have someone who owns the property that could be within the policy terms that they have to have a renter who has renter's insurance in there right which is is how we've seen it change within the last couple years but one thing i have noticed that tenants do not realize is sometimes the tenant insurance that they sign up for does not cover their personal property. It's just liability for the owner. People are getting very confused with that. Um, so uh, we've been having, you know, conversations. Well, because we get people who are real estate investors. So they'll have a whole portfolio of mm-hmm. so many. And we'll go ahead and write something out for their tenants. That way it's very clear and concise. This is going to be a policy. And this is a quote for you to have just liability, which everyone should have. Or this is a quote that you have liability, but also how much is it going to be for, you know, roughly what an, a renter is going to have as far as contents. Right. So 
just with that being said, I always tell people the good rule of thumb is, I said, just look around your house and take a lot of photos. This is something that I think a lot of insurance agents maybe don't say as much as they should is go ahead. Once you're settled, you have that good cleaning day at your house and take all the photos of all your clothes in your closet, your TVs on the walls or where they ever may be what the bedrooms look like. That way you have a clear picture of all the content in your home. That way, that's just a good hack of saying or good hint to say that, yes, I'm insuring my home for this amount. And it's more of a blanket policy of, you know, I have $80,000 worth of goods in my home. But you have those pictures to support that. I have an 80 inch screen TV. I have a PlayStation 5, you know, you have a bedroom set. I'm sitting there looking. I'm just thinking like doing inventory right now in my head of just my closet alone and I'm like oh my goodness my luggage is in there and my shoes are in there Mm -hmm. my clothes are in there like to try and replace just my closet alone it's mind-boggling it really is shop and have it too yeah (laughs) don't tell that to my husband um it's kind of a point yes it's all right yeah it's okay I I like secondhand so it works out well yeah (laughs) but but yeah it's People, a lot of times, they don't realize how much it's going to cost, especially when you have, like, you know, a normal family of four, and you have school kids. So you have the school clothes, the regular clothes, the shoes, all the books. Um, You know, mom and dad, they both work. They have a work wardrobe, and then we all have those nice, you know, lounge pants we wear at home. You know, I love my pajama Mm -hmm. pants, okay? Those those things are fantastic. Super comfy. Yes, absolutely. So it's, it's all, you know, when you're looking at it as, I've built this this life and all the contents in my house over a course of, you know, 10 or so years, it didn't cost you that much, but a little bit over time. But when you have to replace it overnight because of a house fire or a flood incident, it looks staggering. So I always tell homeowners and renters one and the same, go ahead and take those photos. That way you're, you're going to have that, that physical evidence that you have what you have in your home. Yeah. That way it's kind of safeguarding you from having that issue. If somebody are really the insurance carriers to say, hey, how do, how do we justify this policy price? This is here. Mm-hmm. I have a grand piano in my home. I have two large leather, <clears throat> uh, you know, love seats or whatever the, the amount is. That mm-hmm. way you have that as kind of safeguard for you to, if, if it ever is needed, you have that. Yeah. That's being more proactive than to be reactive because when you're going to be reactive and the claim goes through and you don't have any pictures, it's a little too late. And that's only going to take, if you're taking pictures or video even, especially video, that's only going to take 10, 15 minutes of your life. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine though how much it actually would save people over like just for the claim itself? You can just review the video, scribble the stuff down, you're good to go. Oh, yeah. That is, that's amazing. Because you've already taken the inventory. You yeah. know, even if you're not you know, really having the time to do so, you just be like, oh, I forgot about that end table and all this other things that you don't think about when it costs to replace everything in your home. Right, right. Okay, and we're going to take a real quick commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to hear more about the issues that are arising in Florida with insurance. We'll be right back. At Great Expectations Realty, we believe that you should expect more from your real estate experience. When you hire a realtor to sell your home, you should expect experienced advice on staging your home, professional photography, aerial photos, virtual video tours, and a national presence online to advertise your home to the largest pool of buyers. 
Your realtor should communicate from start to finish. And always remember, this is your home. You are in the driver's seat. We believe that if you aren't happy with our efforts, you should be able to fire us. We don't have cancellation fees, and our sellers never pay transaction fees either. Call Great Expectations Realty at 352-817-9160 or go online to greatexpectationsrealty.com to get your free analysis of your home's market price. Great Expectations Realty. Expect more from real estate. Thanks for waiting. We are here with Macy from Brown and Brown, and we're going to be talking about all things insurance, homeowners, car insurance, all the works, everything. So let's get right into it. So what about buyers? If you had advice for somebody that is coming from another state, they do not know how Florida houses are really built, aside from, you know, the videos I share. Uh, <laughs> smart people, but, smart people. But let's say they are coming down and they are shopping around for houses and they're shopping around for insurance. What's your What steps would you say? The big markers I would look at when you're looking for houses right now, it's going to be how updated is it? You know, some of these homes now, as well as they've been built to withstand things, guidelines are dictating that they're still old. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the plumbing. It's going to be the electric. It's going to be the roof. The roof and the hot water heater are now the two hot topics when it comes to guidelines and underwriting. What is up with the water heaters? Because seriously. It's the hot water heater. If 15 years are older, they do not want to have a conversation with you at all. Thankfully, it's fairly inexpensive to replace a water heater. But seriously, what on... If it fails, you go replace. I've never had a major so, issue with the water. So worried that they're going to go, you know, and either leak all over the house, go kaboom. And they're, and underwriting's mine. They're all like a sand pit. Okay. You know, in cartoons, I feel like that's just like, I was like, this inevitable doom that never like, happens. It never like, comes. Yes. It never you're comes. Like, oh, you have to have the high pressure spout going out this way. And it's like, I've never seen that happen ever. And I've been like, I've literally managed thousands of houses at this point over nearly two decades it's never (laughs) but they swear it will it it will happen someday and something bad is going to happen so water heaters are getting tossed out basically even if they're still functional it's very annoying to me back to the future version of guidelines but we we still have to play by some rules you do have to so and they have um i don't know it's like a, a but I can't say it's like, like a bucket. Pan. Yeah, pan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like the, the bucket underneath. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's the yeah. one to safeguard if the water were to ever leak, even though they stay empty every day. <laughs> okay. Also in Florida, keep in mind the water heaters are normally in the garage. Okay. So mm-hmm. like nine out of 10 times they're in the garage. So even if they leak, it's on, uncon- and there's always a step up in the garage. So it's, it's, still not it's still not going to really hinder the integrity of the home but now when it comes to water damage in the home oh yeah there yeah. because of especially like old piping we've that, been yeah. seeing a lot of carriers which i will say gives you a significant discount is going to be the water shutoff systems they've been doing phenomenally so we have a lot really? of carriers that have that set up into it and you can just basically go ahead and get that system and get the discount and it's just all wrapped up into one. Oh, that's fantastic. It's phenomenal. So then basically what the system does is let's say this happened to one of my clients. He was on vacation. He was out of the home for a week. 
or I think. I say always when they're out of town. Yeah, it's always when they're out of town. Um, so it was like four or five days he was gone. A pipe had leaked and did $75,000 worth of damage. Now, had he had that system in place, as soon as it felt a leak, any leak, any leak at all, it shuts off the main water valve. So as soon as a pipe, even your toilet on the fritz, it shuts off the the power to the water. So at that point, there's no leakage until someone comes and looks at it. It is I want that on all of the houses. I want yes, <laughs> that is claim prevention, that, loss prevention, yes. and oh, they're really incentivizing it on a lot of carriers. It's astounding. That is amazing. I will have to admit, from all of my years of experience and the weird, crazy things that I've seen, because again, property management, I have literally seen everything. Um, water is by far and away the most destructive force on earth. Oh yes. Especially in Florida, where we have a very Jumanji kind of atmosphere, <laughs> where if you turn your back on your house at any point, uh, it's it's very um, well live live flowers and trees uh, invade. <laughs> it's just kind of nature will take it. It back. will. It, it will really it will. Florida just takes that house right back. Uh, so if you add large quantities of water, there are problems that ensue with that, and uh, getting them taken care of. Obviously, that's first and foremost your priority. But you have to be very quick about it uh, because then you can have other situations that the M word is is a dirty word in real mm-hmm. estate. It's mold. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we do not like that word at all. But we have to get the water out and get everything dry as quickly. We're talking 24 hours or less, preferably. Uh, so with that kind of situation, if you're out of town or something and it's had a week to sit there... There's no salvaging it. No, it's 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 toast. Mm-hmm. It is soggy toast. At and that then point. that is also a really big ding on like we talked about your insurance score. That's a really big ding on your insurance score. Yeah. So you would like to mitigate that as much as possible. Yes, I had an owner that was considering selling his house, and during the time he we. We're, it, we were, it was just about to go on the market. In fact, the photographer was coming to take pictures that day and the upstairs bathroom flooded uh, the house. And so there was water from the upstairs that went to the downstairs. Oh, so it was loads no. of fun. Thankfully, because we were going to be there that morning anyway, it got taken care. It was sometime during the night. Nobody was even there. We have no idea why something, but just stuff happens. It, and yeah, yep. <laughs> so, um, so we were able to get it taken care of right away. But of course, there was an insurance claim, and even with us taking care of it immediately, it, it was a substantial claim. So I was like, you it would not be in your best interest to put this house on the market. It needs to sit for several years without being sold because it's going to have major insurance issues if you try to sell it right now which he was fine with it went back into property management it's perfectly perfectly fine as far as the house there wasn't anything it actually looked better than before even (laughs) Um, yeah yeah general contractor had fun um but you know so it's great but because that ding on the insurance I was like, I don't want to sell this house right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awful uh, trying to have uh, a buyer come in and get and insurance also on the it. Buyer try, yeah, the buyer trying to get insurance. I have a lot of people, you know, they'll have a house that's, they may have good insurance scores, but the mm-hmm. house has a lot of dings on it. Then we have to go to underwriting. And uh, another big thing is going to be, you know, all the inspections you need. If you get certain inspections on the home, um, it does give you discounts on your homeowner's policy. 
So right. four point windmit windmit. So all of those is going to go a long way with having that discussion with underwriting and that way we can, you know, bring it to and like say, yeah, we understand the home may be in, you know, 1960s, maybe 1990 home, but we understand that there's been renovations. It is, I feel like it's, you're paying one way or the other. If you don't do the renovations, you're going to pay for it in your insurance premiums right now. If you take the time to go ahead and do the renovations, you'll see that it kind of evens out. But this, this is always going to be high with the insurance premiums as long as it's outdated. Right. This is going to be more con- cost effective with the longevity of a discount because you're, if you buy a 2023 new roof and you go ahead and do the plumbing and the HVAC and the electrical, guess what? You're going to have the longevity of that discount for a few years to come until it gets old again. Yeah. And at that point, it's someone else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> Five years has passed. Yes. They've already moved. <laughs> but one thing I did have a question on, mm-hmm. and I know we're just kind of going down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. but I'm all for this. <laughs> I love metal roofs. The new metal roofs that are out. I say new. It's been you know, 15 years that I've seen them come into play. And at first I was like, oh no, I remember those from back in the day. They've got the ping, ping, ping every time it rains. And yeah, I don't want one of those. No, these things are fantastic and they last so much longer. And the tree debris does not beat them into oblivion like shingles do. And you don't have shingles coming off or anything because there's no shingles. It's just a metal roof. It's, it, it looks clean. I love them. However, on an insurance standpoint, <laughs> As a hot take. What are we thinking? Good so, or bad? I'll I'll say this. When it comes to underwriting, the way that everyone's looking at it is a, um, a shingle roof is going to give you longevity of 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, tile roof and metal roof are going to be coming in at that 25, 30 year mark. So, yes, it is more expensive. Slightly. Slightly more expensive. Just slightly. But you're going to look at how much it's going to cost to replace a whole roof. And then if you want to do it one time for 30 years, give or take, depending on the maintenance, because everything depends on the maintenance. If you have, you know, tree branches falling on it. Yep. Clear the trees. (laughs) (laughs) Or. It's like our hot topic today. (laughs) It's the trees. Um, Or it's the shingles. You know, so and then at that point, you have to replace two roofs in the time span of one. So, yeah, you're spending that money regardless. But I think as far as the longevity and then you have to pay workers and everybody coming out, then you're going to do you want to live in that? Yeah. You know, do you want to take the time to have to go? Now, one thing I will say is I did get uh, from an insurance company uh and, I, and it's been several years, so I don't even remember. But uh, we went to sell the house, and they had not done a complete removal of the shingles. They had put the metal over top. They did a re-roof? I, I don't oh. know, something like that. It was, like, covered. And apparently that's perfectly fine as far as permitting everything. But the insurance company was like, mm, I don't think so. That's suspicious. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, um, I guess they call it a re-roof. But ba- basically it was the... The old shingles were not removed. The metal roof went on top of the old roof. I've never encountered that. It is That's it is some, a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. I've never encountered that. So be careful with what you order yes. because it may have insurance implications years down the line. And you do not want to have those insurance implications for the next 30 years as you have this roof. So this is what I'm up. always preaching. 
get at least at minimum when you're doing the homeowners, get a four point inspection. They are going to at least get a broad overview of what's going on with that home that you may or may not see offhanded. They're going to rigorously test the water system. They're going to look at all the electrical. They're going to see any fuddy buddy business that's going on. You would rather know that. So I'm like, Oh, I'm making that financial decision to kind of look at where I'm going with this home, what the investment is, as opposed to, I just really love this home. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody has that house where you walk in and you're like, this is it. doesn't matter what's wrong with it. But <laughs> That's rare anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's some people who just, they get that, you know, that personal experience and they're going to buy the home anyways. But yes. I always advise people, go ahead, get that four point, look at, where the specs are of the home, if there's any improvements that are needed, that way you can allocate that into it. And also that should be something you could talk about with your broker. Hey, I'm buying this home. I'm looking into it. What's the system? Because I've also talked to clients, you know, when they're in the process of buying a home, but I've also talked to clients when they're in the process of building a home. We need to do the builder's risk on it Mm -hmm. because you need to have insurance while you're building it. And then, you know, if we've talked about all of the systems in place that give them a lot of discounts, they're already building that into the home. So right. as you're you know, doing renovations or building a home, we can go through that process with you and kind of coach you, A, if you're choosing this type of material, it's going to be a lot more on your premium. Or if you choose this type of material, you're going to see some premium relief and it's going to last a lot longer. Okay, so we said metal roof over shingle, but what about frame homes versus concrete block? Oh, concrete block all day. Really? I really never thought that it was that much of a difference oh, here in Ocala. it's a huge difference in Ocala. Huge. Oh. We do not have enough fire departments here. That's the problem. Oh. And on top of no fire departments, we don't have enough fire hydrants. Really? Huh. Okay. According to guidelines. According to guidelines. According to yeah. guidelines. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got, what, 1,600 square miles, give or take, in Marion County, and yeah. If I if you call the county appraiser's office, as it repeats on non-end, we are the size of Rhode Island here in Marion yes. County. Yes, yes. <laughs> a little bit bigger, actually, than yeah. Rhode Island. But I mean, mind you, Rhode Island's pretty small. So, it's yeah. so small. <laughs> but yes, we are. We are bigger than Rhode Island and smaller than Connecticut. That's how we kind of measure up as far as a county size but um yeah i know especially in some of those rural areas the really rural areas of marion county yeah there's there's not a fire department and, for and miles that's where like a lot of the like really unique risks have been coming from it's you know the rural areas because underwriting i will without a doubt if i'm go- you know we use different systems and also google about um, mapping out how far a fire department is from your home, how far are you from a fire hydrant. If I feel that Google's not respectively telling me there's a fire department, I will drive by in a five-mile radius to make sure that there's not a fire hydrant or a fire department that we've missed because we've had yeah. that. where underwriting completely missed. Yeah, The guidelines for one particular carrier was that um, it had to be less than five miles for them to get insurance. So... The one that kept coming up on Google was like 6.2 miles. It was so, so close, but yet so far away. Yeah. 
So we ended up going right by and we ended up finding a fire department that was 2.3 miles away. And I was like, it just didn't come up on the Google world. (laughs) So I was like, he is physically there. You know, the fire department is physically there. So we ended up finding that client, the coverage that we needed. We ended up calling underwriting us like I found the fire department. (laughs) We are getting this done today. Thank you. (laughs) You know, I've had that question before from insurance uh, coverage uh, for some of my investors. The investors are like, they're like. (laughs) I, I have absolutely no idea. They're from another state or whatever. And they're like, I, I don't know where a fire, like, how do you find? And I remember looking at a website to specifically find where the fire, I think it was a county website or something. I don't remember yeah. off the top. I, I had to do some research. Like, how am I, aside from driving over there, how am I supposed they, to know? You know it's not that, like, I don't hydrant. trust Google. I'm sure Google knows all the things. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, we're going to take a ride by because I'm like, that way I can yeah. tell my client, I've looked over every rock, yeah. everything. <laughs> I know you really want this very particular carrier because there's a difference between, you know, regular carriers and then what we have is blue chip carriers. Hmm. So those are going to deal with, like, high risk high net worth um you know you have a client with like a four million dollar house they have a car collection yeah, they don't normally rent those out those are more sales <laughs> yes not, not my yes <laughs> so it's just that you know those types of carriers they're very even sh- they're more strict on the guidelines right so we have to be very particular on where the parameters are oh yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, if I were, you know, covering somebody's house for several million dollars, I would want to be pretty strict, oh, too. Yes. So. I, I would be very, very strict, actually. <laughs> so I can understand that. I can I can actually, I mean, that's justified, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you wanted to give me a hassle about the water heater, then okay, you know, I can understand it. That's several million dollars of, of something. So, all right, how about one... I'm going to say one last topic, but I don't know if it's the last topic because I just love having you in here. So (laughs) I love being here. We can do market trends every year. Oh my goodness. We could have so much fun with that. Uh, So what about um, dog bites? That having Mm. insurance on your dogs is a thing. I kid you not. Florida is a very, very, very pet friendly state. Uh, More so than any other state I've ever been in. But... (laughs) Uh, they, they also really love certain breeds of dogs that insurance companies don't necessarily appreciate and love as much as Floridians do. We'll say it. That, is that nice? That was nice. That's, that's a nice way of saying it. We're <laughs> saying it without saying it. So there are a particular, there's actually a list that insurance oh, companies list. have uh, that they, I, I've seen the list. Some, some they're ch- they change. Like some insurance companies have one list and another. So I will some say like across the board, no carrier is the same because they look at risks differently each each company, and then also they specialize in one risk over the other. Like somebody basically says like, oh, this looks risky. I'm going to take this one. I don't like this one. And the other one will say, oh, I like this risk and I'll take this one, but I don't want the other one. So everybody kind of takes a portion of the risk plate is what I like to say. But when it comes to dog bites, um, I will say make sure that you are getting the adequate liability coverages for your homeowners. If anything... I always preach either it's called depending on the carrier you're talking to is going to be umbrella insurance or um, excess insurance. That's going to be extra liability that covers both your car, your family and your home. And then 
It pet insurance is definitely a real life thing. I would definitely get it if you have one of those dogs that may be on a list somewhere or a guideline sensor. Um, so that way you're just giving yourself protection. Yes, because so, it, it, it you they also have to prove in the lawsuit that will ensue. Uh, they have to prove that it was your dog. But the issue is, is it's an assumption that it was your dog. And you have to prove, it's not that they have to prove it was your dog. You have to prove it wasn't your dog. So it, it, it's a whole big thing. But highly recommend, if you have a dog that is big enough to do damage, <laughs> please get that excess insurance. Please. Please do. If you are the homeowner, if you're the tenant, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You're going to need to have insurance um, because... That is, that's, we're a very litigious state. So we're, we're very pet friendly, but also very litigious down here. So uh, you don't want to be a part of that lawsuit. You don't. That's what you have insurance for. <laughs> yes. That's why like in those executive reviews, I like to be very thorough. I want to get to know you and your family and that includes you know, your pets. Your pets. That's including your pets. Yes. So the way I like to look at it is the way your program should be structured is everything is covered. And then you have a fine fence around it that protects you in your assets. That way, again, if the integrity of your policy is built with the intent to perform correctly, you're not going to have issues when that comes to, you know, comes to play. I hate to say it, but, you know, there's always going to be someone who is going to make that false accusation or there's going to have that claim that came through. Even, you know, teen drivers, a lot of these kids are not really that, you know, dangerous on the road. It's, but it's that 10% at fault. All your assets are in your kid's trunk. Mm -hmm. You know, everything you've worked for, everything you paid for. Then if you're not having those liabilities up to four, now all of your assets are up for grab. So it's about having that long-winded conversation. But at the end of the day, if you're developing your relationship with your broker, you should find someone you really trust. I mean, by all means, you can definitely call me. But so actually, that that brings up the question again is how do they contact you? Because I'm already sitting here going, I'm going to call you later because I think I might have a few shortages. <laughs> so um, Macy McConnell, like this, I always say Macy, like the store, the parade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my number is going to be 352-387-4252. And you're with Brown and Brown, Brown. Brown. Yes, which is a company I highly recommend. I do not have anything as far as any affiliation with them whatsoever, but I have um, recommended them for years with really great results for my customers uh, for years and years. And everybody's always been very happy with their service over there. So of course it's somebody that I recommend and that's why they're invited to talk to you today because they are fantastic over there. So absolutely love it. All right. Is there anything else that you want to share? Um, I know you said a lot of times with the, um, I don't know if we talked about that. Um, about with your investors a lot of times with the portfolios have you find there's been difficulty finding coverage for both like if there's in the personal name or an llc or anything like? oh yeah oh yeah it's a pain in the neck (laughs) so a lot of times what we've kind of come up with a system when it comes to that because we take on you know we've take on people who are just you know the small two two person household single person household to bigger very very much bigger but 
when it comes to investors, we've kind of come up with a system that where whatever benefits them. Like sometimes, you know, if you have it in a personal name, we can help you set up an LLC and we can put it in small commercial. If you have enough properties, we can look at big commercial. But a lot of times we can tinker and toy with that portfolio to be able to get it to where you want it. I definitely have somebody to send to you. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, it, it's just, it's different, especially when you're, you're dealing with landlord, you know, residential landlords, because technically it's residential, but it's really not. That's their investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially a business. So to have that commercial versus residential, where exactly does it fall? What kind of liability do you need? What kind of insurance company or coverage do you need? It's it's a little different. It gets really painstaking because a lot of people, you know, some people haven't set up that LLC or they'll have five or seven LLCs because they only have so many investment properties in each one. That's still not an issue when we're developing a full program for someone who has that multitude of investments. doesn't matter if it's only two or 25. It's really mm-hmm. no limit when we're developing which ones need to be in a personal name, which one needs to be in small commercial or big commercial. That way we have all the departments and the backing to get that done. So um, that's just a simple phone call. We can do that executive review. And it is, it is very different. It has different rules when yes. you're going into landlord investor kind of uh, situation. So for us, as soon as we know that an investor is purchasing, let's say a new construction property or something like that, and they're going to put it into property management, we get their contract right away, like immediately before they even own the property so that we start working on it because with the insurance companies, we're on a timeline. Mm -hmm. It can't sit vacant. Sometimes it has to be rented within 30 days. Because bad things happen to vacant properties. All those guidelines. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to have a vacant property sitting there. So we have literally, as soon as they sign on the dotted line, our clock is ticking. And they could lose their insurance coverage if we don't, you know, like hurry up. So I know some investors call up and they're just like, oh, how long does it take you to get a tenant? And we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to be, (laughs) we're going to be marketing it before you even have the keys. Okay. (laughs) Because we have to, if we have actually had tenants move in the day of closing, I've had to had, uh, we had a note, <laughs> we had some one tenant that had to wait a week to move in because they couldn't close for like a week. There was a delay in the closing, but we like to have the tenants like day of day. <laughs> Sometimes it, ha- it has to happen that way. Y'all it does. Are, it's yeah. very preventative. Yes. Not reactive. Yes. Yeah. Because in reactive, you get a lapse and no one wants no, a lapse. No, 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 no. No. And again, bad things happen. It's always when somebody's out of town or it's, it's vacant and sitting there. Yeah. No, 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 Someone's no. Someone's house sitting in the plants. Yeah. It's always yeah. then. All right. So you personally, just a question. If we can get personal for a second. Yes. Neither of one of these we would want to happen. But if the worst happens, would you prefer a fire or, or a flood in your house? Oh, that's, oh, that's so devil's I know, right? Um, <laughs> I've thought about this question so much. Honestly. I know, right? <laughs> and then I look at it in the risk management sense. If I've coached my client well enough, they would have the water shut off valve in their house so they that's wouldn't have a water claim. Oh, that's good. Oh, and that's then good. also, if I've coached my client really well, they would have sprinklers in their house and then there wouldn't be a fiver. Okay. Because especially being with... Um, with the rural areas that we have, there are incentives for you to have some type of water device to either shut it off that way you're not having that water claim or to disperse water that way you're not having that fire claim. So 
In my ideal world for that question. <laughs> That's a horrible question, isn't it? My client would have been prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. All right. With that in mind, thank you so much, Macy. Yes. I loved it that you came in here. I know we're sitting here laughing and stuff about insurance of all things, but you just made it so simple and easy for yes. everyone to understand. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Greatly appreciate you coming in. We would love to have you come back anytime. Yes, we could do market trends for 2024. Ooh, that sounds like fun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will be back next week at the same place, the same time. So we uh, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to What's Up Ocala? Follow us all week on Andrea Praber's YouTube channel and TikTok. We'll see you next week at 10 a.m. on What's Up Ocala.